you're listening to the park rush podcast it's day 569 of lockdown Diggity. i'm i'm tom joining me as ever in this hellish landscape that we now call earth is josh josh hello hello there <laughs> oh, you totally ruined the vibe i, I was going to do a whole bit josh it was going to be great. I was going to put some uh, apocalyptic mood music in the background and here you come strolling in like it's a Saturday morning cartoon. I, I thought I would do... I juxtapose your uh, deprivation with uh, ultimate highs. Juxtapose, eh? Somebody was paying attention in GCSE English. Oh. Oh, Somewhere to. Yeah. Well... We're still here. I don't think it's actually day 500 and something of lockdown, but it may as well be. I've fully lost how, track how many of this we done point. These, how many of these have we done in lockdown now? I can't... I don't even know. Um, nine or ten, I think. me. Yeah, it's kind of mad. But uh, hey-ho, this would have been, Josh, in another alternate timeline... Today I'm reporting back on my trip to Florida. We're we're potentially doing a Galaxy's Edge trip report right now. Of course, yeah. But that will have to wait until well, who knows when? Next year, hopefully. I mean, it seems like not me personally. I won't be doing this, but it seems as though Disney are keen to get people back into Galaxy's Edge at the earliest possible opportunity. Uh, I mean, who needs to worry about coronavirus when the first order is on the loose? Am I right? I mean, you can't rest for the first order. Um, If they're out and about causing carnage, I'm afraid the coronavirus is just going to have to wait. Well, my first order would be to open Disney World. Am I right? Oh. Oh. Would it actually, though? If you were were world king... If I was king of the world, uh, if I was... DiCaprio in the Titanic. Yeah, well, I mean, hope not, because that wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't bode very well for you in terms of, well, life. You, you come to a an early end before your time. Oh yeah. Well, I blame Rose for that. I guess so. Yeah. Although, although you, you saw this week the picture of her, Kate Winslet. This is, uh, <laughs> uh, filming for Avatar Two, which Abadar. I regularly regularly forget is a thing. Speaking of alternate dimensions, as I did a second ago, it feels like Avatar Two kind of exists in an ultimate dimension where people still care about Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> it, it, it's like this picture that came out this week of. Uh, Kate Winslet, uh, Sam Worthington, God, and Zoe Saldana. Who? I know, right? Filming, where they've got all the you know mocap dots on their face, as as everyone is very familiar with at this point, and they're all in the pool. I think the big kind of tech leap forward that they're touting for Avatar Two is kind of motion capture underwater and stuff like that. But this picture <laughs> that came out, it almost felt like someone found it 
like on a random hard drive from about six years ago. And they're like, oh, crap, we forgot to put this on our Twitter page in 2014. <laughs> and, oh, God, the, the film. Is the film still on the other hard drive? Don't tell me we forgot to release the entire movie. It's <laughs> There was uh, 10 grand's worth of Bitcoin on there as well. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, that that was that was weird. That feels like it's come out of a time capsule somewhere. But uh, yeah, I guess if you're if you're at all interested in Avatar two, which in fairness, I guess in a post Pandora world of Avatar world, I am more interested in Avatar two than I maybe I was. But pa- Pandora, uh, I, the world of Avatar world. Oh, sorry, did I get them the wrong po- way post-world, around? World uh, Pandora, the world of Avatar world that we live in. Just thrown in world as many times in that one sentence. Uh, sure, sure. Do you do you think the world of Avatar will be? Do you think our world will be something akin to the world of, world of Avatar one day? If they decide that it's simply not safe to go back outside ever for fear of the coronavirus, will we eventually have to have, a, uh, go, have avatars? Have avatars <laughs> that allow us to go out, or like someone who is in a high risk category at some point. In you know the coming years, they'll develop something that allows someone in a high risk category to go to sleep in this pod, that then allows them to live their life through someone who is not in a high risk category <laughs> and can therefore go outside. It's like the lamest incarnation of Avatar in the world because instead of being like this big, cool, athletic blue alien guy, you're just like I don't know me, <laughs> Dave down the road. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd I'd go watch that movie. That's like a like a David Lit, like a not a David, a, a Ken Loach version of Avatar. Yeah, is that? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, maybe not. I mean, this is why I'm in a bedroom doing podcasts have and you, not in the movie industry. Have you seen? There's a TV show. I think it. I think it's a TV show. It's on one of these random American channels. Uh, so you probably wouldn't have seen the advert because I watch the NFL uh, and. Not anymore, you don't, Josh. Well, that's true. Ouch. Uh, I mean, it's off-season anyway, so I wouldn't be watching it right now. But uh, there's this TV show. Basically, when you die, or when you're about to die, they can either try and save you, but you could, you'll could you probably die anyway. Or they can upload your soul into this digital world where you can live your, continue to live your life. Right. It's super fit- bizarre. Yeah, that that seems a little bit dystopian. Yeah, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure I'd enjoy that. Uh, I guess it depends what kind of digital world I was being uploaded into. If it was like the Mushroom Kingdom, I'd probably be on board. But if it was like Fallout, uh, no, I'd, so I'd say no. I'm good, thanks. The the world you live in is like uh, if the hotel from Shining was good. Oh, right, okay. Um, and there's this nice lake, and you can uh, pick whatever you want from the mini bar. When I say anything, I mean literally anything. Um, uh, yeah, and, and your insurance covers it. So, like, maybe 20% of the US population could uh, go there. No, I, what I miss most about hotels are club sandwiches. <laughs> oh, the hotels. <laughs> Being away yeah. from home. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I feel like, you know, a good club sandwich, they always seem better in hotels. Even if you're in, like, an average hotel, the club sandwich would always trick you almost into thinking that you're in the very best of hotels, such as the quality of the club sandwich. 
Well, thanks. Uh, tune in next week for Tom's uh, <laughs> boring piece of trivia. <laughs> oh, look, look, we are where we are. We are where we are. I mean, in fairness, in fairness, I mean, I come in here every week thinking, what the bloody hell? Why are we doing a podcast about things that are all shut and that no one can go to? It's, it's just like the, you think of things that are incompatible with lockdown and social distancing. Theme parks are right near the top of the list. And yet somehow... In fairness, we keep turning up to do this. But the reason we do this every week, I blame on you fully, 100%. Well, Josh, if there weren't dozens of listeners out there, (laughs) there'd be less pressure to deliver. Dozens of us, dozens. (laughs) That's that's all I can say. That's all I can say. And and we're grateful, frankly. I mean, listenership should really be going up because there's there's nothing else for people to do. They can't go to the cinema. Uh, this is true. My uh, my podcasting uh, listening is actually down this uh, these past two months. Oh wow! Because oh, um, do you do most of it on your commute? My commute and at work, where uh, you know, at home I can put the TV on instead, so I can get through the box sets that I've been meaning to watch. Oh, I hope none of your colleagues or employer listens to this show, Josh. So you don't well, want to expose yourself as a as a slacker. They're on in the background while I'm doing the work that is required of me. Sure they are. You mean the work's on in the background while you watch The Clone Wars? (laughs) Uh, I'm halfway through the film, actually, The Clone Wars film. Oh, right. Uh, I paused it so that we could do this podcast. Oh, well, I mean, you should be thanking me, really, because it's not very good. I I think it's it's fine. uh, Yeah, I think if you go uh, with the right expectations, it's okay. uh, Films that are... I assume it was a straight-to-TV film... No, it was at the cinema. This was at the cinema. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, that, that's why it got, I think, critically panned because it just turned up at the cinema one summer, and everyone went and saw it and didn't really know what it was. And we're like, "What is this? This is just. This doesn't really feel like a film. This just feels like somebody has stitched a couple of cartoon episodes together." Yeah, and that is so exactly much. how it feels. Yeah. So go, going back to it now, as part of this sort of marathon series rewatch or first watch that you're doing maybe maybe it doesn't it's it's flaws as a movie are not as pronounced because you're just kind of watching it as part of a as a as part of a tv series yeah i'm basically watching it as a tv show at this point so um, yeah but i do appreciate how it brings along uh or introduces the ahsoka character yeah, definitely. Will, will you take a break from Clone Wars when the highly anticipated Scoob comes to streaming slash download services? I believe it is the latest film that has been confirmed to be skipping the cinema because of uh, the coronavirus. Yeah, I'm I'm surprisingly looking forward to that film. Um, kind of disappointed about how the name came about, but uh, yeah, looking forward to it. What's what's more disappointing to you? How it turns out Scoob got his name or how Ray took her name? <laughs> how Ray took her name is can you imagine if she'd more said, Can you imagine how much better it would have been if she'd said Ray do? <laughs> Ray dooby do. Ray dooby do. I'd have been... I mean, that would have been arguably less ridiculous. It would have at least been out of left field. I think when she said Ray Skywalker, maybe not out loud because I was in a cinema, but internally I was like, oh, on. Yeah. Whereas at least if she'd said "dooby do," <laughs> race guy will and the I whole suddenly, cinema groaned. I would suddenly have snapped myself awake if she'd said "dooby do." Wait what? <laughs> Wait what? Jinkies. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, well, if, 
the chancellor turns around and goes, and I would have gone away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, again, it would have been less ridiculous to me and more justifiable as a reason to bring Palpatine back if, come the end, instead of just vaporising him into dust, Ray had, like, pulled his head off and it was a guy hiding under there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the janitor from Jakku. <laughs> the guy who wouldn't give me portions. I knew it was you all along. <laughs> it's just Simon Pegg underneath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Simon Pegg. Well, I couldn't get both prosthetics on at the same time, so um, I couldn't be Simon Pegg disguised as an alien disguised as Palpatine. I could only be Simon Pegg disguised as one at a time. I think Simon I think Pegg the, is the true villain of the sequel trilogy. For the most controversy, it should have been uh, Black Robert Downey Jr. from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, it couldn't have been any worse. <laughs> I need to watch that oh, film again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you? Wait, wait hang on. What are you talking about? Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Right. Not episode nine. No, definitely not. Uh, I've watched not. that twice now, and I feel like that will be it for the time being. Yeah, I have no desire to watch it again. Anyway, Josh, we should move on to theme park news, because as I say... Against all odds, there is some. Um, we'll start with Shanghai Disneyland because that's where we started last week. They had uh, they were getting ready to reopen. They did reopen on Monday of this week, as of recording, and yeah, seems to have gone pretty smoothly. I, I saw some pictures. It, it certainly looked a little strange with all the markings on the floor to keep people apart in the queues. Everyone yep. obviously wearing masks. A slightly weird atmosphere, I think not helped by the fact that it was a kind of an overcast day and as someone who associates Disney with the sunshine, that also gave it a bit of a, a strange vibe to me personally. <laughs> it's, it's a Chinese but, city. It's all, always overcast, right? It's just that's true. Smog. Yes. What, what did you make of... Uh, I mean, I'm going to sort of go through a, a pretty good blog post that I read earlier in the week from somebody who actually went to the park. Who knows how many firewalls and there to bypass and <laughs> VPNs there to set up to be able to blog about their experience. God, yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But w- what did you make of what you saw in terms of the clips and the pictures that sort of trickled out on, again, somehow on Twitter? Um, well, I thought that... Uh, so I saw some pictures of uh, some of the boxes um, that people were in for, like, one of the outdoor shows. Um, and it seems like mm. the groups were potentially too big for the boxes. So they were spilling out of the boxes a little bit. Um, but it seems uh, the most interesting part for me was the uh, quite intensive stage-by-stage uh, stage, uh, that you had to go through to get into the park in the first place. Um, that seemed like the most interesting part for me. Yeah, uh, definitely. So uh, this blog post is by, if you want to look it up, it's by a fellow called Jordan Fraser. He did the write-up on his Medium uh, blog. So if you want to find it, the the quickest way to do so is just to Google Jordan Fraser Medium uh, and then you can click through to his blog from there and it's just a couple of posts down. Um, so he does start his sort of write-up with the process of just getting into the park. Obviously, he had pre-booked his ticket. The capacity was capped, I think, just under 30%. I think the Chinese government had actually... I think Disney actually capped it lower than the Chinese government had said they were allowed to do. So fair play to them. They seem to have 
being you know as cautious as they could feasibly be while it's still being worthwhile to even open the park so i mean hopefully this is the level of caution that they take in their other parks but obviously it remains to be seen um but yeah yeah so uh he says um entering the park meant going through a lot of checkpoints Though he does say they were well organised. And the first checkpoint was a walkthrough tent uh, that somehow checked our temperature as we walked through it. Uh, after that was a second checkpoint where they were asked to show health codes, which we spoke about last week. It's essentially like a QR code type thing where um, you're given kind of a grading. If you're green, you're good. If you're red, you're not. And it's based on things like your uh, travel history, health history, whether you're known to have had the virus or not, etc. Yeah, um, uh, I think the most important part there is that in China, at least, uh, all of that is centralised. So the government yeah. knows all of that information, whereas um, in a Western country, at least in the UK, none of that information is centralised, so it's a lot harder to get a hold of. Um, you, um, to produce that, you'd have to go to many different bodies to be able to pull it all together, and technically, I don't think you're allowed to do that. Uh, as it well, stands, I, well, I, I don't think it's going to fly, Josh, because as of recording, I've just recent, I've just finished work uh, about half an hour ago, and the last story I was working on were were protests in oh. Hyde Hyde Park in London. There were there were do- even fewer people than listen to this podcast on a weekly basis had rocked <laughs> up in Hyde Park with banners. And placard saying, "Ah, oh, uh, the coronavirus is a lie. Bring an end to the tyranny." And uh, I, I, I kid you not, one of the uh, quotes from a guy who was there. I'm going to have to read this to you because it is truly remarkable. Just give me two seconds while I find this. It's it's absolutely mad. So uh, a guy said, and I quote, and I like the way this was worded. Uh, who said he works in finance because what he says <laughs> would make you think has he managed to get a job in a respected he's a, he's a occupation <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh oh, i'll count the pennies in the till at mcdonald's uh, that's finance <laughs> technically speaking uh, I, I never, I'm going to read it in the the voice that I assume someone who has a view like this would speak. This is very uh, this is very bad of me, really, but I can't help it. I never I never thought I'd see in my generation the suppressing of civil rights over a fake virus. <laughs> suppression uh, of his civil rights, Josh, because he's yeah. not allowed to. Uh, He's not allowed to go out as much as as he once was. Yeah, I mean, I am all for freedom, um, but it's clearly not fake, is it? Like, it still astounds me the amount of people that can even possibly fathom or think that this would be uh, fake, uh, but. It's not, it's not fake, Josh, because as we know, it's caused by five G. Oh yeah, of course. Sorry, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh. um, yeah. Anyway, I think the best part about that is that five G has actually existed uh, for ages and is actually less dangerous than uh, other radio signals that are in the air. No, Josh, you're wrong. It's uh, nailed on 5G has caused the coronavirus. When when we pull the mask off of coronavirus at the end of all this, it'll be like, it's the 5G mask. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mr. E, man. What? 
Kevin Bacon? I <laughs> oh, knew God. it was you. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Uh, so, yes. Um, they then have to uh, show the reservation. So, this is after they've gone through the QR code bit. Uh, my reservations are open the parks during coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, ID is required as well. And if you're if you're a foreign uh, national, then your passport is the only form of ID yeah, that will be accepted. Be yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting. Uh, back on the QR codes, actually, is that the QR codes are linked to like your WeChat account, uh, and there's like two other like quite big websites in America that they're linked to, or social media apps. In, in China, you mean? Yeah, in China. Sorry. Is it, yeah. is it Weibo? That's like their Twitter equivalent, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We, Weibo. Yeah. Weibo. We, yeah. Weibo. Yeah. Uh, and there's one other sure. thing, but yeah. So um, there's like three different, or three or four different QR codes that you could possibly have on you, um, and they have to check. And so they have to check each different one that you potentially might have. Right. Like we uh, wouldn't even be able to manage that. It'd be like, oh no, that's the wrong QR code, mate. I can't do that. There's a great quote that I like of like, think of how, <laughs> think of how stupid the average person is. I didn't think that there are plenty of people who are stupider than that. And uh, when you think of it that way, yeah, the idea of kind of a, a mass, uh, this kind of mass program with a QR code system yeah, working somewhere like here. I wonder is... if there's anyone in China that thinks that coronavirus isn't real. Oh, I don't know. Don't know. I, think, I think that's like the, the biggest thing is that uh, our liberties, our freedoms and our liberties allow us to be idiots <laughs> to a massive yeah. extent <laughs> yeah. yeah like there's what there's one thing of being an idiot because that's how indoctrination gets you um you know in communist countries there there potentially a lot of people are dumb just because of the education system being forcing you that way um but to have a pretty good education system and still be an idiot that's uh that's freedom right there <laughs> I have a right to be a to be a dunce, and you can't take it away from me. <laughs> I have a right to think that the Earth is flat. Mm, yeah. Okay. Mm. Anyway, uh, I think that the so, Earth is flat, and riding on the back of coronavirus, and right. the coronavirus has just seeped through. That's the problem. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Well, it remains to be seen. But it's yeah. either that or Kevin Bacon for can, me. Can you prove that it's not that? Uh, well, I guess not. I guess not. What I if guess, I put I two guess it's... cameras on a swing gate? <laughs> uh, so um, there are there were actually a few things that went on at the park that I thought would be completely off the cards. So while there, there were no fireworks, no meet and greets, no parades. There were a few shows that were on. They were all outdoor shows, though. Yes. There was a um, Captain Jack Sparrow show outside the <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I, I think if, if you, I, if I, you... I read this blog, I think, and uh, he he actually like explains that no one actually knew what was going on because the geezer was talking in English. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, that seems a questionable thing to a questionable approach to take. Because if I'm not, I've 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 watched obviously um, videos of the ride. And they yes. all speak in, you know, Mandarin or whatever, but th- th- that wasn't obviously the case. No, D- the Johnny Depp lookalike did not learn Mandarin. 
yeah, apparently, like, the only people that understood what he was saying was uh, this guy and the kids that all learn English, but none of them had any interest in helping Jack Sparrow, who's, like, trying to find <laughs> stuff. They just kept, like, going, Yo-ho! <laughs> Uh, and you had like loads of elderly Chinese people just wandering around going, what? Oh dear. Um, the, the, the pictures on this blog are definitely worth having a look at because it is extremely eerie how quiet everything is in terms of the queues. Well, the fact that there are none. Uh, even on rides that are, you know, wildly popular, like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, like the Tron cycle coaster which is obviously coming to magic kingdom at some point uh all of them were way quieter than you would ever see them uh during a normal time of year when you know there's not a pandemic on yes um <laughs> but somewhere where the social distancing seemed to go out the window somewhat according to uh this report was when it came to the shops and the restaurants uh, obviously smaller indoor locations where people were, were seemingly quite happy to brush up against one another to get their condiments and their straws and things like that before they went and grabbed the seat for their for their lunch or whatever and uh, I think you know if that kind of conduct is going to be the way things are in in Shanghai Disneyland I can't imagine what it's going to be like in <laughs> Uh, in Casey's <laughs> yeah. Magic Kingdom or something. Um, it's, it's interesting. So uh, I gave blood on Thursday as we record this. Um, and uh, it's quite interesting. So everyone, everything was spaced out a lot more. They were very, they cancelled like the majority of the, of the uh, appointments. So it was only like 40% capacity, I think. Um, and you could see people where there was like a sort of narrower section. Two people would just kind of look at each other and decide who was going to go. And then the other person would back away two meters <laughs> to allow them past. Which is always it's quite like, amusing. It's like when you're in the in the office and you, you're you walking towards the door and someone else is walking towards the door from the other side. And you could, you know, the whole time that you're both aware that someone else is walking towards the door, you're weighing up in your mind, right? Am I going to wait or are they going to wait? Are we both, you know, we're both thinking the same thing. Inevitably, it's going to result in this awkward moment where we both wait and then we yeah. both go for the door and then we almost hit each other. So one of us back to, and then all this little dance and jig. It, it, just life is going to be like that in all instances forever. <laughs> We're, cont- we're constantly going to be like, no, you go. No, I'll go. No, you go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. We're both gone now. No, I'll go. I'll go. You, you wait there. No, no, okay. You go. You go. You go. You go. It's going to be like that in yeah. all settings for life. Anyway, things to look forward to. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, I think a lot of things that we would have expected in terms of health and safety, hand sanitizer all over the shop. As I said, people wearing masks. I think the the mask wearing, uh, Bob Chapek has all but confirmed that that will be required in the US parks. I thought because that's I think how, you he... used, how you was describing it then. The, the mask wearing Bob Chapek. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we know, he is a villain. Uh, the Lex Luthor of the theme park industry. <laughs> He doesn't wear a mask, of course. He just wears, you know, fantastically elaborate hair pieces. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think Bob Chapek was talking actually about how he is well aware of how challenging wearing a mask could be in Florida, especially. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to do it. No, me neither. I, but there's a lot of times in Amer- in Florida where I'm like, I c- I could really do with not wearing clothes. <laughs> well. You know, I'm sure plenty of uh, I'm sure plenty of people think the same way when they walk past you, Josh, thinking, "Oh, cool, I wish he'd take it all off." Blimey! <laughs> Especially when you're at Blizzard Beach or something like that. Yeah, but, uh, like some proper London geezer. <laughs> that's just for some reason. That's just my default voice when I'm aroused. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Uh, to Florida, in fact. So, uh, while Disney Springs has not quite reopened yet, I think as of recording, it's due to happen tomorrow in some capacity, Monday. Uh, City Walk stole the march from them somewhat and has, has already reopened. Not everything, again, there is open, but a fair few bits and pieces. Yeah. Uh, I think most significantly for me, of course, uh, I was truly wowed by the desperation people seem to have to queue for voodoo donuts. Uh, Not even a pandemic will stop people wanting to get, you know, Kit Kat bacon-infused chocolate jam donuts and other such ridiculous combinations. It was (laughs) honestly quite nice to see that people were so so keen to just Uh, not let anything get in their way of a good donut. I think the thing that got me, and I can't remember who tweeted it now, but uh, they were tweeting out pictures of the Margaritaville, which had a two-hour wait. Um, And there was a table (laughs) which had four people around, and all of them were on their smartphones, not looking at each (laughs) other, not talking. (laughs) And you could only, I think, in the case of Margaritaville, you uh, had to eat outside. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there were markings all over the ground, everywhere outside all the places that were open to enforce social distancing in the queues. And I think as well, you know, Margaritaville and other places where you could eat and drink, uh, all the food was being served in sort of plastic, recyclable or throwaway, you know, containers, plastic cutlery, etc. Uh, just to limit the, limit the risk of infection spreading about. Um so, yeah, I mean, I really don't know how I feel about this. I, it, it does seem very odd to me that these kinds of places are already reopening when there are still so many cases and deaths in the US and presumably loads that are going under the radar. But, uh, I mean, if you're going to well, reopen, yeah. I guess the least you could say is that they seem to have enforced the right kind of measures. And again, there didn't seem to be that many people there, so it seemed easy enough to social distance at least. But they only have so many cases over there because of how much testing they're doing, obviously. Oh, yes, of course. Um, uh, the great and powerful President Tango did make very clear that, well, the only reason we've got so many cases is if we're doing so many tests. If we didn't do the tests, we wouldn't have any cases. And the uh, only reason women give yeah. birth is because they have pregnancy tests, as we know. If yeah, they ever got uh, tested for being pregnant, they'd never be pregnant and never have kids. If you never sat on a, stand on a set scale, <laughs> you're never obese. Yeah, exactly. It's just how this stuff works. But... Um, I guess, you know, it's just it's too much advanced thinking for simpletons like us, Josh. We just can't quite grasp it. I'm I'm faster than Usain Bolt, you know. That's true. 
Yeah, it's true. If you, if you never time yourself running, you never you never know how fast or slow you are. Exactly. So how can you be certain that you're not faster than Usain Bolt? It's a very good point. It's a very good point. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, they were also doing staggered parking in the garages. Um, remains to be seen. I, I assume that Spiderman was still among the first places to park. Spiderman, yeah. <laughs> they will fix that one day, right? I can't no, be the only no. one who is who is you know truly disgusted every time I see that and the fact that they have not hyphenated Spider Man. It's not. There's not even a, a space there. It's 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 one word. It's. Um, well, I mean, if you're not going to hyphenate, it would be one word, I think. But the fact is, there should be a hyphen. Yes. Uh, I don't think they'll change it. I don't think that gets changed. Hmm. No, it's probably too late. It, it's probably, it disappoints probably... me every time. I'm not quite on the at the same level as you, but I'm on the scale. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So yeah, you know what? What else is there to say? Really, City Walk is open. Uh, if you're that mad, then go for it. There are such places to go, including Bubba Gump Shrimp, uh, Auntie Anne's, Red Oven Pizza Bakery, uh, Margaritaville, and uh, Voodoo Donuts, as we already mentioned. And I would imagine that uh, more will open over the coming days and weeks. Uh, Cinema's not open yet, right? Cinema's not open. Opening hours are only 4 till 10 at the moment. And obviously the parks are shut still until at least the 31st of May. If you're interested in seeing a bit more firsthand what it was like at City Walk this past week, uh, there are plenty of uh, vlogs and such on the YouTubes. And uh, the Disney Food Blog account was uh, tweeting away as well on the first day that it had reopened. So, yeah, there's plenty out there if you're interested. Uh, Speaking of the theme parks, uh, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, best known for decreeing that wrestling was an essential service and therefore could continue because people during this difficult time simply couldn't cope, Josh, merely with watching repeats and needed fresh wrestling content to get them through the lockdown and therefore allowed the WWE to continue. Yeah, it's bizarre. like considering, as far as I'm aware, most people who watch wrestling think current wrestling isn't that good. Um Right. I've never watched wrestling. No, I don't watch wrestling. I've never watched wrestling, but um, I know people that do watch wrestling. I listen to podcasts of people that watch wrestling, and generally speaking, they seem kind of meh on current wrestling. Uh, older, right. older wrestling is always better. So why not just watch so older wrestling? Th- there's no one within the current WWE lineup who who is kind of being earmarked as a potential Hollywood star of the future. There are no Dwayne Johnsons or Dave Batistas or John Cena's among them. There there always is, but I don't know um I don't know who that is right now. Um, right. I think I mean the Rock was famous even if he wasn't into wrestling, I think, before uh he became a film star. Uh his name was just kind of well known. Made but, his debut of course in the uh, Mummy Returns as the worst CGI character I've ever seen. Oh, boy. Yeah. Because uh, then he was in the spin-off, right? The Scorpion King. Yeah, there are loads of Scorpion King films. Did you know this? If you, no. If you just punch Scorpion King into IMDb or Letterboxd or anywhere, really, any film database site, there are loads of them. 
Dozens of them. There are dozens of them. <laughs> it's very, very odd. But, uh, yeah, I can't he, really he, explain it. He was it. in that, though, wasn't he? Because he, he was basically he, he's playing not, the same character. Yeah, he's not in them, by the way. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if just... just just a bit on the side. I don't know, he makes a new Scorpion King film sort of every other weekend or something. <laughs> he was in the Just... first one. Yes. Yes, okay. Yes, I never saw that. I don't I don't know what that was about, how tied it was to the mummy. Not really sure. Um, Not I think it was based with on it. the same... Because they tell the story, right, in... Or par- partially tell a story in The Mummy Returns, I think. I think so. Um, I think it's loosely based on that story. I mean, it, it felt very shoehorned into that film. It was very obviously just a massive piece of stunt casting that they then needed to uh, come up with uh, a reason for him to be in the film, probably yeah. quite late in the day, and just you know invented this random, terrible CG character, which would explain as well why the CG is so awful. Because um, a lot of the CG, in the, even in the first Mummy, is actually not too bad still. It looks all right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that Scorpion King is truly terrible. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Ron DeSantis has basically invited... Uh, he has said the parks can start resubmit or, uh, sorry, submitting reopening plans. He said that they should uh, identify... Uh, I'm quoting verbatim here. He says they should identify the date certain that they believe that they could resume safe operations. They have to provide how they're going to do it, how they're going to accommodate the guests, how they're going to protect the staff, and then they need to have an endorsement from the relevant official in their locality, Orange County Mayor, wherever you're talking about. Uh, So, yeah, he, he talked up the safety measures that Disney have put in place in Shanghai and said he's sure they'll be similarly responsible in Florida. Uh, so social distancing, temperature checks, face masks, uh, hand sanitizer in good supply. I'd imagine all that will be necessary and present. So, yeah, there, that's that. He, he seems pretty open to the idea of them reopening uh, whenever they see fit, so long as they can prove that they're going to have these measures in place. And I mean, as they're sort of, no doubt it's going to be a bit weird walking around these parks, but at the same time, it's they're relatively modest things to ask people to do, you know, like just keep your distance from people, wear a mask, etc., wash your hands. It's not like, you know, they're not massive, massive fundamental changes to how the parks are going to operate, really. It's apart from capacity, but again, from a guest's point of view, it would seem as though the vast majority of the attractions and shops and food, etc., at these parks are still going to be accessible even during this weird time of coronavirus. That kind of stuff, you know, it's not going to actually be as different as maybe we would have thought. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I, it's nice to see that he has taken a, uh, I don't know, a more. Pre- you know, worthy plan than would perhaps have been suggested from his previous actions. Um, you know, the the whole having to put forward a whole plan and p- put that to, with the county to be checked over and that sort of thing is um, a lot more promising than his earlier suggestions would make you believe. Um, I believe some of the, like the smaller places in sort of in Orlando in like the uh, iDrive sort of area are already open um, 
So oh, you mean you mean like Fun Spot USA? Yeah, Fun Spot USA. What about uh, Gatorland? Gatorland, uh, I don't think is open yet. Gatorland. What is, about all the mini golf places? The, some of the mini golf places are open. Um, and what is that? There's the one with the the. Uh, the Orlando Eye, wherever the Orlando Eye is, that's open as well, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for, uh, for the fun spot, uh, yeah. Is Chuck it, is E. Cheese's? It, is is that still spot? a thing? Mm, I'm not sure. It's kind of a little bit, but a little bit not. Uh, it depends where you are. Um, fun spot, is that the one in the building or is that the one outside? I can't remember now. Oh, I don't know. I've no idea. I'm going one... to assume it's inside, but again, that's just a, literally yeah. a total guess. I, sh- I could Google it really, but I can't be bothered. Yeah, I think Fun Spot is the one inside, and Fun Spot, well, the building that is now Fun Spot used to be um, a sports shop, um, and I read up uh, a couple of years ago about the history of that place, and it's like kind of bizarre. There was like, I think it was like, basically, it was just it was used as a money laundering slash drug dealing shop uh and there was like police raids on it and things like that but we used to go there all the time (laughs) (laughs) yeah and what to 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 do what exactly (laughs) well to to buy sportswear you know we're we're a family into uh, into u.s sports so it was the great place to go um Sure, cheap, you did, Josh. Cheap trainers at the time. Sure, you did. Yeah, uh, but it hasn't been that sports shop for quite some time now. So, right. unfortunately, 2008 was the last time I remember it being the sports shop. Huh. Well, fair enough. Uh, I'm curious with all this sort of stuff in mind. Would you have any appetite whatsoever to go to a theme park where you were required to, with, with all these kind of restrictions in place, basically, would you be willing, let, let's say, um, I don't know, uh, a, a UK park was open in September, say, with all these kinds of measures in place. So you have to wear a mask, social distancing, uh, lower capacity, etc. Uh, would would you visit? Or, or if, even if it was, I don't know, say Disneyland Paris, like you were allowed to travel again, but again, if you're going to Disneyland Paris, you had to have mask, social distancing, etc. Uh, w- would you be happy to visit a park in those circumstances or would you still be... Uh, a little wary. Um, it actually might make Thought Park more enjoyable. <laughs> well, well, there being less people. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, one of the things, again, giving blood, usually it, me giving blood usually takes like hours, like three hours sometimes. But this is the fastest it's been because there was so few people. Um, so Thought Park having less people would actually make it more enjoyable for me. Uh, Fair enough. Well, there we are. Coronavirus, I'm, you have permission to stick around. Yeah. Uh, not that, you know, it's, it's still dumb, but um, I don't think it would be a worse experience. I mean, it would be worse it, to, to some extent. If you if you were, if you didn't know, if you knew you weren't going to be at risk, then it would be an absolutely fine experience. But obviously there is still that high risk there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, Again, we'll just have to wait and theme see. Park always makes it better. Who knew? Yeah, I would probably go with that as well. Well, I, th- I think that's going to do it for this week, Josh. Uh, again, uh, Theme Park News keeps surprising me with how much there is to talk about, considering they are all closed. 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Nothing stops this train, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and if you'd uh, like to follow uh, our train to its next destination, you can do so by subscribing to the show on your preferred podcasting app. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Park Rush Podcast, and you can find every episode we've done up till now at parkrush.com. I think that's going to do it. Josh, have you got anything to add? Uh, nothing, nothing particularly. Just uh, stay safe, folks. <laughs> Keep fighting the good fight. Yeah, indeed. Take it easy, everyone. Until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.